following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Colts Fans. It's almost time! We, it's almost time! I'm so excited! And Bill's Lamp. Oh, all excitement out the door when you say the Bills. <laughs> what is going on? My name is Matt Johnson. And I'm joined, as per usual, I'm a main man, Mr. Brandon Rogers. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm great. I'm great. I'm just, you know, happy that we made it out of the preseason unscathed for the most part and uh, ready to start the, the games that count. How about you? How are you? Doing? Uh, I'm I'm OK, man. I'm ready. Labor Day weekend coming up. I have a nice long weekend, Friday and Monday off. Uh, the perfect segue to kind of give me a break from everything and uh, to get ready for football season, which I am. I am more than ready for. I'm chopping at the bit. I'm ready for Colts football to get back. Meaningful football. Uh to be back here. So I, I'm ready. I, I am, I am more than ready. Uh, and I, I don't know what it was. Preseason was just difficult to watch this year. Not that like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a situational thing, but uh, I don't know. It didn't do it for me. Like it, I didn't want my first time coming back to football to be preseason this, uh, this year for some reason. You know what I mean? I I can definitely understand that. I think a lot of it has to do with this QB, you know, roller coaster we've been on. Yeah. The last three years, you know, having, uh, you know, maybe seeing Phil Rivers start a couple of preseason games uh, and then Carson Wentz not playing in the preseason last year. And, you know, knowing that our offense, our offense isn't going to look a thing in the reg- regular season like it does in the preseason. So what's Correct. the point? No, right. Jonathan Taylor out there. No, no, Naheem Hines. It's like, uh, this isn't real football. It's not even our real playbook. So what's the point? Right. That's that's the way I felt. It was kind of, I mean, it was neat to see some, you know, some of the players get some reps in. But uh, it was, I mean, as far as starters go, it was a little, I think, it, disappointing for a lot of people um, to kind of see some of the stats. But, you know, when you take into account that it was just pretty vanilla play calling and, and whatnot, uh, it leaves a lot to be desired and just more to be excited for, I think, when we get to that regular season matchup in week one. No, you're right. And it really kind of makes me wonder, what are we going to see in week one? You know, what what does this team look like? We kind of hope to get a little little peek behind the, uh, the curtain there during preseason, and we didn't. You know, it was super bland, vanilla uh, play calling. I mean, none of the normal Reich wrinkles with uh, motion and what it was very vanilla. Yeah. 
So I'm really hoping it's, you know, <laughs> that wasn't really the, the, the playbook because <laughs> we're in trouble if it was. Yeah, I was watching yesterday a little bit. I was at uh, our good friend Jack's uh, birthday shindig, and uh, I was like, oh, shoot, the Colts are playing. And I'm at a party, so I'm normally a uh, – I'm normally a, a recluse, so I was like, "Okay, let me let me see if I could find the game on the wonderful NFL Plus app." Oh, yay! It's bad. It's real bad. Um, and I watched a little bit. There were a couple of things made me nervous. I watched Matt Ryan take a sack. I'm like, "Oh no, 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 no!" <laughs> <laughs> but he took it like a champ. He got up. He was like, he was looking at his wristband, his play calling sheet wristband, as he's getting up and. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting. Colts got a dub though. That's uh, that's pretty cool. You know, I think I'd rather take the an L and like have more confidence in our offensive line. I am a little scared. It's definitely it's not what it used to be anymore, and that's no. like that's heartbreaking because that's what we were being coveted for, right? The Colts, you can come in there, running game's going to be solid. I mean, the running game will be solid, but that that protection and uh yeah it's that the offensive line it's it's probably i don't want to say bottom half from what i've seen but it's probably a little bit closer to the average as far as the nfl goes it's definitely not a top 10 o-line like it used to be no you know i'm i'm kind of hoping that uh again it's just preseason and they're just like whatever it looked like big q's going through the motions it doesn't look he's even like you know like attempting to be who he is right. and he even said himself no one really likes to play in preseason yeah. so you know maybe it's just more of an effort kind of thing and not a skill issue we've got going on um because i mean if these guys gel and if prior can hold on that left side i think we can be a top 10 line again like no problem you know brain smith is super talented uh ryan kelly is one of the top centers in the league and big q's big q you know, it's really the the right guard and the left tackle spot that's kind of question marks. I think Penner's done a great job to kind of cement himself at that right guard spot. If Pryor can hold down the spot or, you know, that uh, rookie we've got, Raymond, if, if he kind of comes on through and, and pushes for more playing time, you know, hopefully he can be the, the left tackle of the future. So that's that's really what kind of worried me a bit this whole preseason, uh, looking how the the line kind of gelled and came together. But again, it's preseason. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something you don't want to see. I mean, uh, again, we always talk about those wasted times, wasted talents. And it's like, it's, it's kind of difficult to see, to look and see what this line was, you know, to, to think back like 2018 when luck came back and how just great it was in 2019. And, and even, you know, 2020, how good the protection was and to see where it's at now. Um, it's it, hopefully it's something that we don't have to spend a uh, the Colts have to spend draft capital uh, or, or, you know, trying to find somebody floating around in the free agent market at some point. Hopefully it can gel and iron itself out. But um, but yeah, there's there's that's definitely a uh, a position of interest at, at this current point in time. Uh Let's see. I do got to say, once again, I was really, really thrilled with the Sam Ellinger. Uh, my God, this dude played his heart out this preseason. It made it, it made it uh, kind of difficult, but at the end, um, but, but at the end it made it, it, it kind of made like my 53 man roster pick like a little easier, uh, which we're going to talk about at the end of the show today. Uh, but just in a little bit, just in a little bit, but, 
God dang, he like night and day difference between this year and last year. For night sure. and day difference. He is uh oh, he's such a good player. He he's got I know again he's going against some lower tier, the third string guys and some other really depth position people, but man, he's been uh he's he's been fun to watch. I I, I don't know what his future is. I don't know what his future holds, but I wouldn't mind keeping around for a little while. I'm a little nervous about the the prospect of having him go back to practice squad because I don't think he's going to last. No, I think if we were to, um, you know, put him on the practice squad or, you know, release him, he'd be scooped on up off a of waiver by by some quarterback needy team, you know, just for a good backup, you know, yeah. or, or a, a project at all. So that, that definitely does make the whole 53-man projection uh, a little bit tougher because who really wants to carry three quarterbacks? Right. When two of them are, you know, a little bit older, they've got some miles on their tires. Maybe it would be best to have a Sam Ellinger back there, uh, you know, a young pup to learn from these guys um, and to be able to step on up just in case one of them were to get seriously hurt for the year. Right. Yeah. No, that definitely uh, that definitely played a part in. um... What is that? Hmm. Anyways, moving on. Uh, sorry, just getting random text messages. Uh, yeah, no, I really liked what what we see from Ellinger, the the the, the mobility. Um, we got to see him kind of run through the, the the Bucks backups. He still has a you know a, his pass is becoming more refined. I do hope that Reich makes the right call. You know, just to keep him around. There's a potential of him maybe being you know they could be the guy. He's he's, he's been behind uh, you know some some talented individuals so far. Uh, in his short career, and uh, you know, we'll see. Some guys are really impatient. We all hope that Matt Ryan is here till the end, right? At his peak, you know, playing really well for us. Um, which I'm sure Ellinger would would be wary and and be like, okay, come on, guys, I'm here. Um, so yeah, it's uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Ellinger's future is probably the most exciting one of this 50, this upcoming 53 man roster uh, trimming. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of excited to see it. But since we are still talking about the Bucks game, did you see Tom Brady's face? What is going on with his face? Well, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like plastic. <laughs> I mean, damn. Uh, you, you ever seen like a like a chain smoking, you know, fifty five year old aunt that you know travels, <laughs> doesn't have any kids, and really just tries to live her best life <laughs> wine. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, Tom Brady. He is, uh, yeah. It's been a weird off season for him. Really weird. <laughs> yeah, it has. I'm sure he's re- regretting in some instances coming back. Um, just a li- maybe in some instances, just the way that the the Bucks injuries and all that has played off. But uh, he's a he's certainly changed a lot over the years. <laughs> the, the last yesterday was probably his last is probably his last time at. Lucas Oil too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think he comes back next year. So Bucks won't. Bucks won't be back for probably uh, be three seasons. I don't think they'll be back until like twenty twenty four, twenty five, maybe. So that was probably his last, uh, unless he still wants to ride it out. But um, go to a different team or whatnot. Who knows? <laughs> but no, I think this is his last year. Yeah, I would think so too. But it's it was uh, all the part. It better be. 
Uh, yeah, it was just, it was strange. It was very peculiar. Um, yeah, so that went well. Um, anything else you like from preseason? Um, Nick Cross. Nick Cross is a dirty, dirty man. He's going to be so good. I'm so excited for Nick Cross. He, I, I think him and Blackman are going to be our safety tandem of the future. You know, uh, being in upstate New York, you hear a lot about Poyer and Hyde. And I think Blackman and, and Cross going to be that next just dynamic duo of safeties. He reminds me so much of Ed Reed. I am just thrilled that we've got him. I'm I'm probably his biggest fan right now. Not lying. Yeah, maybe getting a jersey soon. I got I got one coming. I got, really? I got a Nick Cross. Uh, not a jersey jersey, but like a jersey shirt. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'll be wearing that probably, uh, you know, week one. Yeah. No, that's what's up. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, we, this is a, this is a pretty so far so good. A, a pretty talented uh, uh, rookie draft class that uh, that we've seen perform. So I'm all here. I'm all the way here for it. Um, we did have some news this week. Uh, an, an injury. They uh, Rigoberto Sanchez on sprints at the end of practice tore his. It was Achilles, right? Yeah, it was Achilles. Anytime I hear Achilles, my like. A tingle down my spine. <laughs> yeah, you. Anybody knows about it? It is you. Um, tragic. Like, it's weird. I never thought I'd. I mean, you hate to see players uh, get hurt all the time, but who would have thought we'd be this upset about a punter? Um, yeah. You know, it, our, people are people are taking it pretty hard. We did get a nice replacement, but. Um, we can't deny the impact that Rigoberto Sanchez has had on this uh, on our special teams and and, and and ball position and and all that stuff. He's uh, you know, he's a uh, a very talented guy. Oh my goodness, he's he's so good. He's criminally underrated. Um, I listened to the Pat McAfee show, and McAfee went on this whole diatribe about how great Rigo is because he's so boring. All he does <laughs> is put the ball where you need it to be. You know, he's not doing the 80 bomb or 80 yard punt bombs. And, you know, he, he just puts the ball in play where it needs to be put for no gain. And he's phenomenal at his job. He's steady. Uh, you know, he handles the kickoff responsibilities as well as holding. Um, he's just very good. And we've had no issues ever since, you know, Pat McAfee was the punter of the decade. He had his sudden retirement. Yep. And we thought, oh, crap, what the hell is going to happen? And we picked this kid up off the street, and he's done nothing but excel since. And, you know, he beat cancer. He'll beat this. I'm excited to see, you know, you know him in a Colts uniform next year better than ever. But it sucks. It, it really does suck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you always hate to see it that close, especially off something like that, too. It's like sprints. You're right. Oh, oh your practice is over. Practice is over. I feel like that happens to the Colts way too much often, right? Carson Wentz last year, last throw of the day, breaks his foot, um, has that bone bone issue. Um, it's just a host of other things. It's always the last play. I think that that, that Al uh, Gogoltree's issue was, was something on like one of the last plays of practice too. And uh, Julian Blackman. Yes. Last year, he tore his Achilles last play of the game. So I'm going to be shortened up practice by 10 minutes. It's not <laughs> 10 minutes earlier, and I think we'd be good. It's, yeah, it's tough. But the Colts did get somebody really, really good. 
um, a, a suitable replacement. And Matt Hack, the former uh, Buffalo Bills punter. Man, we luck out in that situation. <laughs> My goodness, did we ever. Uh, I'm not going to say about that. No, that shit's bad. Um, but I am very happy that we got Hack. Very yeah. happy. He I'm glad we can give him a home and he can't just he's not just sitting there for for Buffalo to just scoop right back up. Um, yeah. yeah, he uh, he did pretty well. He had a couple punts over 50 yards, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had one hit 58 yeah, uh, yeah. or landed within the 15 yard. I mean, you can't ask much more than that. Putting them behind the 20. Right. No doubt about it. And uh, McAfee was very uh, complimentary of uh, Matt Hack's performance, which is really good. So. Um, I'm fine with it. I mean, he's got a, again, it's weird to say, but he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, maybe for getting cut for, uh, the other guy. Oh, for sure. You know, I, that would make me mad. Especially he punted for them last year. He was solid. I I know that there, I guess there were a couple, uh, botched snaps with him before, but, um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to work that on out with him, being in a better stadium and a better city with a better team and better fans. Makes sense. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, um, so it was, uh, you know, another one of those Colts weeks where uh, it was nothing short of of uh, exciting, uh, newsworthy. Always, you know, it was just you know, we got lucky the first couple of weeks of training camp all, before all the preseason games hit and. Now we're getting all the uh now we're getting all the uh the, we started the, the podcast back up and then all of a sudden all right let's exactly what happened. <laughs> this show is a damn curse. Oh god, but I can't lose this too. Um <laughs> but uh I think that brings us. I don't know if you got anything else in, in mind you wanted to bring up as far as the uh the Colts go, but um I think it's almost time for our 53 man roster prediction. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Let's absolutely do it. Let's do it. I will say this. I'm going to drop this episode a day earlier because I think the cuts are due by Tuesday. And I want uh, I want us time to to look to look smart. So <laughs> all right. All right. So we have our 53 man roster all planned out and ready to go. Uh Brandon, let's go through this thing. Let's start at the QB position. Wh- who do you have uh making the 53 man roster? All right, so we're going to cut Matt Ryan and have Ellinger be our QB number one. Wait, what? That's not what we're doing? No? That'd be horrible. <laughs> I've seen people all over Twitter. No! Damn, Ellinger's good. QB one, QB one. Pump the brakes. Yeah. We, Pump the brakes. We've seen Jacob Eason season last year, everybody. We didn't forget. Wait, I, I, if I tried hard enough, I could find some receipts. Uh, uh, from last year and everyone saying just to get rid of Wentz and, and just start Eason. Eason, uh, who before that was Chad Kelly. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, these people all, all day long. I don't know why they fall in love with these, you know, quarterbacks that, that win one game in the preseason. Oh, they're the greatest thing ever. And, yeah. <laughs> God, kill me. It's like Buffalo Bills fans. Um, so, yeah, uh, I go. I got uh, Matt Ryan, Foles, and I did have Ellinger. We are going to carry three quarterbacks. I mean, if if we were to cut Ellinger, what would that prove to the rest of the team? He's bald his ass off. He deserves a spot on this team and free to cut him because, well, we don't need three quarterbacks. Like, it's a slap in the face of everyone that worked their ass off this season to get better and better and better. You you, you have to reward his effort for that. You have to. I, I completely concur, and I have it the same exact way, too. Yeah, it would be um, insulting. Like I said, it, he's shown – I don't know if it's because we know what Nick Foles is and has been versus – 
We hope that Sam Ellinger finds some kind of, you know, we don't know Sam Ellinger's ceiling yet. Um, but, but I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, there's, if they wanted to get really creative, there might be some kind of fun packages that we can send Sam Ellinger out. And if we did had to cut one, I'm firmly in the camp of cutting Nick Foles firmly in that I would be, but I do have all three, but if, if it came down, if they did, yeah, we're just going to do two quarterbacks. Um, you know, Nick Foles has had a pretty good, you know, off season. He's a, we know what he's capable of. We've seen him, his career, but I mean, Ellinger is fun. You know, he has that mobility, that unpredictability factor um, that a guy like Nick Foles and, of course, Matt Ryan just don't have. Um, but I do have Ryan Foles and Ellinger. I am in agreement with you on that. I don't know if I'd cut Foles over Ellinger. Uh, I, I think I'd probably take the same Choose what, you would yeah, You would cut Foles. Ellinger over, for, over Foles? Yeah, I'd have to. Really? If you get okay. down to it. I, I just, I trust Foles more. He's He's been there. He's played in very high-pressure situations, and he's done great with Frank Reich. Right. Um, Ellinger is more of a wild card, uh, but I, I feel like if people get some film on him, he could kind of revert a little bit, and who knows? Our team is too good to, to you know, pin our heads on a wild card backup. Right. No, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, all right, so we got our three. Let's go to running backs now. I think the Colts carry four running backs. which we've done in the past. There was a point in time where it was, uh, I think, Marlon, Naheem, Jordan Wilkins, and there was one other one. Was that Harris? Not Harris. No. Who's that other one? I know we've had. I I know a couple years ago that we had that that corner. Was it Taylor's rookie year? I do don't think so. No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Um, it's like Chris. No, Jordan Wilkins. I'd have to look it up and see. But I remember. Oh man, I can't. I really can't remember. But yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, I think it was like 2018, 2019. We did have like four running backs going um, at one point or another. Um, I Jonathan Taylor obviously gone. Obviously off the team. He didn't play all preseason. The dude's trash yeah, for a reason. Cut that bum. What a scrub. Um, Naheem Hines, Philip Lindsay, and I have Deion Jackson making the cut. They uh-huh. they made extra emphasis in trying to get some looks on him this year. I just I feel like with how important the running game is to the Colts offense, I don't think you go into this uh with three running backs. You know, just just I think it's eh. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. We have three guys who, you know, it could, it could be number ones on any other team. Philip Lindsay's been a number one before. There was a point in time where Naheem Hines throughout Jonathan Taylor's development was number one. So I'm I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, four running backs. Wow. I am. I'm going with three. Okay. You know, Taylor, Hines, and Lindsay. Only because there, there's so many more pieces, of, especially along the, the lines, offensive and defensive lines that I feel like Ballard really likes to kind of stuff his cabinet with. Right. Um, and if we're going to keep Ellinger, I think we have to kind of jeopardize that fourth running back spot for that. I get that. I get that. Um, all right. Wide receiver. Let's uh, let's hear what you got. All righty. I go with Pittman in the big dog spot. Campbell right behind him. Uh, Pierce, Doolin, Patman, Strong. Patman and Strong have shown that they belong on this roster the last two weeks. Patman's really come on when I wasn't a big fan of his at all, but he has destroyed it 
Um, I don't know what him and Ellinger have been doing together, but they've got a chemistry right now where they're freaking really good. Um, and then Strong, again, he he's come off well after that injury. I think he belongs on the roster, and we need as much help at wide receiver that we can get. I, I wholeheartedly uh, agree with Strong. I think this is the year that he finally makes that roster. Uh, made some exciting plays upon coming off of, uh, I think it was he came off of the pup list, and uh, it's it's been fun so far. I have seven uh, wide receivers. Wow. So I, I, I was trying to find some kind of balance, and I just, I, I don't, I mean, I know how bad our wide receiver room is, like really bad. Like like if they sign a vet and they came out, you know, there there'd be it would be easy to to kind of pick and choose who to cut. Um, but I do have Pittman, obviously, Campbell, Pierce, Doolin, Patman, Strawn, and maybe Kiki QT. Um, okay. Just being a depth guy, he's. I think he was. Did we sign him last year? Yes. If at the very, I feel like it was at the very end of last year. Um, you know, just kind of a dude who's floating around a little bit, but, but maybe something there. I just, that's the position that worries me the most out of, out of everything. It, it, it's absolutely scary. And I'd be all for keeping Kuti too, but he's shown that he can't really be an asset on the special teams. And I think if you're going to, you know, carry seven wide receivers, you need someone that, that can be a gunner. Uh, besides Duel, Duel's a fantastic gunner, probably one of the best in the league. But to carry that seventh wide receiver, I think, you know, Kuti would have to step on up in the special teams uh, area. I, I agree. I agree. All right. So let's go to our offensive linemen, starting with center, Ryan Kelly, and uh, my man, Wesley French. Nailed it. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Okay. That's a, that's a relatively easy one. Wasn't Pit- Pitter was a center before, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Which I think is- he also stepped in for Kelly, uh, who's out with COVID for a bit. Pinter was playing uh, center. That's yeah. right. That's right. I, that's. I mean, that's that's what I like too. Is that we have a versatile offensive line where some of these guys can be moved um, if need be. All right. What do you have at the guard position? Uh, I've got Nelson Pinter and our boy Fries on over there for the uh, the guard positions. Okay. Um, I had four here. Fries uh, and Nelson Pinter Fries, and I added that Josh Seltzner. Um, okay. to it just, I mean, Lyman death, it's, uh, he's a, he's a rook. He's a young guy out of Wisconsin. Got some, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that awesome guard running back camaraderie with yes. Mr. Jonathan Taylor. Um, uh, but in all seriousness, that's a, uh, that's a position that, you know, this offensive line is going to have to be mixed and matched probably throughout the season. If, if things don't go right and why not get some new blood in there? As it should, you know, people are going to get hurt. People are going to get tired. So the more bodies you've had, you have to like throw at the people, you know, just, you might as well use them. Right. So I, I will never be mad at, you know, offensive line depth, defensive line depth. The more bodies, the better. hundred percent. Um. All right. Is it my turn for tackle? Yep. 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 It is. Okay. So the tackles, I have Braden Smith, Matt Pryor, Bernard Raymond, and Dennis Kelly. I got four at the tackle position too. Smith, Pryor, Raymond, Kelly as yeah. well. Cool. That was easy. That was real easy. All right. And our last uh, offensive position, the tight end. We go in two. We go in three. What are you feeling? Man, we should we should have gone four. We should have four I right know. now. Damn it. I know. I feel so bad for Ogletree. But, yeah, um, I'm going three. Granson's really coming off too as well. Uh, he's kind of taking that, that move tight end position that – 
right leg so much. Just give him the guy in some ball in space, have him do what he has to do. Um, yeah, so I think Cox is going to be the starter. Uh, big Mo Alley Cox. Big Cox. Uh, <laughs> I'm a child. <laughs> I, I love every bit of it. <laughs> Granson and then a big-ass Jelani Woods. I saw him when, it, when they came up for the Bills game. He is the size of a building. Is he really that big? He he makes Buckner look like a boy. Buckner is the biggest man I've ever seen before. And Jelani towered him. It, it was insane. Stupid. That is good to hear. No, that is good to hear. Yeah, six foot seven, I think he is roughly, and and good. Without good. cleats, without cleats, he's six foot seven. Jesus, like he's and he's he flies down the field, man. I'm telling you, he is going to be very impressive once he gets it underneath his head. Like, oh, if he can control the game, watch out. I'm excited for that aspect because I feel like it's been like I don't know if I've it's been a while since I felt like we can run some too tight on set stuff. Um, you know, it's, it's, that's that versatile, like versatility that the Colts offense, I think needs, especially with the lack of big time talent at, at wide receiver. So, yes. All right. Very good. Let us move on to defensive tackle. Um, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, Eric Johnson, and RJ McIntosh. I got four here. Whoa. All right. I got five. Oh, um, very good. I went Buckner, Stewart, Williams, Johnson, and Brooks. Let's see, Williams. Oh, Chris Williams. Okay. Very good. Very good. I like that mix up there. All right. What do we got for defensive end? All righty. Of course, we got to go with our boy, Yannick Ngakwe who is a tremendous asset to the Colts already. All the stuff I've seen on Twitter, him stopping by barbecues, whatnot. I don't know how he's been on like three different teams already, four different teams already. I'm I'm mad at myself for like floating, like just being like, eh, at that trade. He is such a good human being. I, it was so cool. I suggested, Kilroy's that that uh that that bar we went to I said butter jelly wing and he liked he liked my tweet nice man he was uh, he's very interactive on Colts Twitter yeah I'm uh this dude this dude's great I I agree with you like as far as why has this dude been bounced around so much he is you know when when you take the emotion out of it of of the 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 lack of moves early on in offseason it's like uh he's actually pretty good and I think we we might have gotten a steal here, getting rid of Yock, uh, Rock Yusin for Unique. Very much so. You know, I, I like Rock, but if he can, if Yannick can pressure the quarterback like he's impressed Colts Nation, phenomenal. Put him in the ring of fire already, or the Hall of Fire. <laughs> Hall of Fame oh, yes, the Hall of Fire. Hall of um, Fire. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, Yannick, Pei, Lewis, Adayingbo. And Banagoo are going to be my uh, my ends. We got to figure out what the heck's going on with Banagoo. Oh, no. This is this is like him and Kip Harris Campbell are the same year right now. You, you got to fly or bye bye. I feel like if we listened to last year's episodes around the same time, we would be saying the same thing. I feel like we said this last year too. <laughs> well, and I've seen stuff on Twitter where, um, uh. Banagoo 
didn't fit right with Eberflus. Like they, they, they like they did not mesh well. They did not like each other right. at all. And I'm hoping that now with you know Eberflus being gone, Banago can kind of break on out and do what he's supposed to do. Get after the quarterback. Yeah, I, I really hope so too. I. I mean, why why keep him around? If it's not working out, why keep him around? There's obviously a reason why he's been kept. Any other, like, I mean, look at what's going on with that Denzel Mims in, in, in New York. Like, he's just been there, and he hasn't really been active. And I don't know. And he, now he's looking for a trade partner. Like, why keep him? Why keep somebody if they're not helping your team out? There's obviously a reason for it. So yep. hopefully we find out soon. Uh, I hope you're right. But, yeah, I think this is the strongest position depth-wise. Like, as far as what we have, I mean, this is a really good mix of guys. I have the same except for Banigou, Pei, Ngakwe, Odingbo, and uh, and Lewis. I really think this is probably our strongest position top to, top to bottom. I think as far as depth goes, I would dare so say this is the best one. I think it still give edge to running back, you know, only because literally three starters uh, right. in my book. But... Yeah, defensive end is right there with him. I mean, if Pay can be what we think Pay can be, um, Lewis was really breaking out last year before the knee injury. Odingbo is catching fire after, you know, sitting out half the year last year. I am very, very, very excited about what they can do. And that just frees up Buck and Stewart, like causing havoc in the middle. If these ends can run wild. Whew. Yeah. What well, Lewis was the one who got that interception, right? And blew out um, his and knee, blew out his knee like, and then turned the ball back over. Not yeah. his fault, but no, I get that. Um, all right, let's go to linebacker. All right. This one I have six for the linebacker position. Part of it is we are anticipating that Shaq Leonard will be good. They don't want to put him on the pup list. We we don't want to put him on the pup list, right? That's what they've been saying. They don't want to put him on because if he's on the pup list. Uh, I think he misses four weeks. Yeah, so we don't I want mean, that Kansas City game is huge. We need him there week three. So if he could be he there, we definitely need him. One week two, yeah. Um, Shaq Leonard, Bobby Okereke, Zaire Franklin, EJ Speed, Forrest Ryan, and JoJo Doman. Wow. All righty. Uh, we've got almost the exact same one. I've got Leonard, Okereke, uh, Okereke, I'm sorry, <laughs> Franklin, Speed, Doman, and Weatherford. 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 Keeping up with our uh, undrafted uh, free agent, uh, undrafted rookies making the team. I see. Oh, Sterling Weatherford. Okay. Linebacker out of Miami, Ohio. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Let's go to uh, cornerback. I will start off. Gilmore, Gilly Locke, who looked fantastic yesterday against uh, the Bucks. Oh, dude, that what was that that pass oh, interference call? Yes, refs refs are a little rusty this year. That All was right, bad. Like, that was that bad. was really really bullshitty. But I mean, he was laying the wood. He was covering. He he looked like the the Gilly Locke of his prime, which he probably still is in because he's the freaking man. Um, Glad he's recovered as much as like from the injury and stuff that he as much as he has. He's oh, he's sure. out there with uh, something to prove. Absolutely hungry, which is great, great for us. It's going to help us out a lot. Um, so Gilmore, Moore, Bessison, uh, Rogers, and Chesley are my are my five. Okay, should probably do six, but I've only got five. Um, I have five as well, but I have Marvel Tell um, in, instead of Chesley. 
you know, I like Tell's intangibles. I mean, he's long, he's quick, but he just can't get his head to turn around when the ball's in the air. He can't. It's so hard. It is. Yeah, it is tough. He, I think he was one of the few we were like really hurting for when he set out of uh, uh, the COVID year. I think, yeah. We, yeah, he opted it. For, and then they caught him and then they brought him back. I think that's what happened. So, um, but yeah. Uh, and then safety, Julian Blackman, Nick Cross, Rodney McLeod, Rodney Thomas II. Ah, I've got Blackman, Cross, McLeod, Thomas, and then Denbo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did see like his name point. pop up too. Hey, I wouldn't hate that. Um, and then, of course, our last three specific skill positions, Matt Hackett, punter, Rodrigo Blankenship at kicker, and then Luke Rhodes at long snap. How big is Luke Rhodes' uh, biceps? They're they're massive. We've seen them. We were like right there. They were yeah, huge. He, he looks like he should be like a pro wrestler or something. It's stupid. He should be. Too bad. Too bad the money's better than the NFL. Um, or he would be he would be a okay. He is way long too snapper, jacked. To be I don't a know. Maybe. Right. He's he's way too jacked to be a long snapper. <laughs> but uh yeah, hey, I mean we were fairly close on, on most of these. Couple ones, yeah, little uh, like a digit or two, a digit off or something like that, but um, pretty reasonable. I, I think it's it's not too it's not too bad. Uh, there's no like exciting position battles this year, but I think this. I know we say it every year, but this. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> as far as D, like I'm looking at the overall thing, like overall bit of it. Defensively, I think this this can be our best defense in recent memory offense needs some work. I, I still would like to maybe get a veteran wide receiver in somebody. Um, OBJ. Yeah. <laughs> could use him for that late season push. You never right? know. He's, he's trying everybody out, man. He's tried the bills. He's tried us. He's trying the giants said he misses them. Brown. He just, I think he's just covering all of his bases. He's really, he's coming to Indy. We all know this by now. Everyone should just pump their brakes. I just, do you think it'd be too late? Should we get someone now? Or do you think it'd be too late in this season? To, like, you know, because he probably won't be ready by the, until around December. They say, yeah, they're uh, saying middle of November, December, probably. It's, I think it's for the right price. I understand why they, if, if they are looking to get him, I understand why they haven't gotten. Um, I see why they haven't gone for him yet because maybe the price will come down if you sign him in the middle of the season. Uh, but it it could be something really really fun if uh, if OBJ comes back fully healthy and that would I think give our offense a, a breath like just new life. I, I really do. Um, always nervous about a guy with 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 the the injuries that he's uh, you know accumulated. But if he comes back strong, if it's possible, then. He's probably the best option out there. Oh, I by far uh, in my book, unless you were able to get Jerry Rice, you know, back in the nineties. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, I, I just don't know if maybe we need a little more firepower before. I mean, again, look at these preseason games. Our wide receivers did not, you know, but everyone not named Michael Pittman did not do themselves any favors. Right, um, we're putting a lot on the Pierce. Hopefully, that doesn't stunt his growth and development. Um, we're we're hoping Paris Campbell stays healthy. I mean, looking at it, dude, I, I don't want it to be, but I think this is a situation as to where 
I wouldn't be surprised if T.Y. Hilton gets a phone call. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, I get, again, if that is the case, then I understand why, um, you know, they're waiting as well. You know, these, let's not wear them out in training camp and all that stuff. Maybe I, I don't it's so hard. I don't fully, I, none of us understand the, uh, the business side of everything, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, not really a whole lot out there. You know, there's some, there's some good vet pieces, but you can give, uh, give Antonio Brown a call. You can go try that one out. No, 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 <laughs> no. I will not put that shit on. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Yeah, because the, the the best available at this current point in time, OBJ, Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Beasley, Will Fuller. I thought he was – I thought he got signed. Maybe not. T.Y. Hilton, John Ross, Adam Humphreys, Willie Sneed, Deshaun Jackson. Jeez. It's, slim Pickens. It's really thin. Real Slim Pickens. Unless they trade to acquire somebody, I, I, I have no idea. Um, and there's, you know, what do you give up? What do you give up? And I don't know. It's tough. I, I really have no idea what you do. Uh, but it leads a lot. Certainly leads a lot to be desired. But the roster could use a little bit of work. Defensively happy. Offense uh, could use some stuff and things. That's for sure. So, uh, is there anything you want to add? Is it time for Rogers rant? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll do a, I'll do a little bit, a little bit of a Rogers rant. Um, this rant is about fantasy football. <laughs> I just did my fancy football draft last week. I was very excited. Uh, I ended up getting Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I picked fifth. So, you know, I did what I could at fifth. Very happy with my team. What pisses me off, though, is this debate about should you get Jonathan Taylor? Should you get Christian McCaffrey? Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. How is that even debatable after the the, the year that it he shouldn't be? It shouldn't be. Yeah. C-Mac has what played seven games in the last three years? Probably uh yeah. generous, maybe yeah. some of that. Yeah. And and yeah, you know, Jonathan Taylor led all all runners, and then he led all runners after contact. Like <laughs> he he ran away with the rushing title he had 20 touchdowns with Carson Wentz there he was the only option and he just destroyed it he he played so well people were saying well I don't know you know if Christian McCaffrey is healthy and all those receptions he'll get he's a better you know receiver than Taylor bullshit you guys don't know anything Christian McCaffrey's washed Jonathan Taylor's gonna win the rushing title again and be the best fantasy back in all the land I hope so. I have him in one of my leagues. I, I traded uh, chicken wings to get to his position, and I drafted him. So um, we shall see. I, I really, what, I really. What kind of wings are you talking about? What kind of wings are you talking about? Uh, honey garlic. It was uh, from uh, Brando's in NT. I, I traded Jack. Um, we just switched draft positions. So and uh, I took uh, took Jonathan Taylor. Okay. I haven't got him any other draft though. It's uh, no, it's it's hard. I, As it should be. It's we, difficult. We get C-Mac, hard to get Taylor, okay? <laughs> we did uh, another draft today for the, the studio league, and you know how strong the quarterback position are, is in, in my leagues. And uh, J.A., Josh Allen, went number one overall, and then J.T. went two. The one I did last week, the 2.1, Jonathan Taylor went one to me, 
and Allen went number two. So, um, so yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those things. I don't think it's much of a debate. I've talked about it. I don't trust McCaffrey myself uh, as far as being a, a dependable guy. I just wouldn't want to take my first overall draft pick with, with him. Couldn't do it. Give me more of a short thing for sure. That's it. That's it. Bitching about Christian McCaffrey not being on Jonathan Taylor's level. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, that is it. Next week, I'm not sure what we'll do. Maybe do a little Houston Texans preview, something like that. Um, We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, next weekend, the the last weekend without football, without real meaningful football uh, until February. Yeah, until middle of February. So uh, we're in. We are all in. Thank strap you. Strap on up, boy. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> strap on up. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, on behalf of Brandon and I, we'll talk to you next time right here on Colts Fans <laughs> and Bill's Land. <gasps> <laughs>